Welcome everyone to today's devotion. We're looking at the uh, hump day of Jesus' last week, Wednesday. And Wednesday is the more complicated one. Um, although we typically think as Westerners when we read the Bible that the Gospels are written in chronological order. And so you can line them up pretty easily. It's not really the case. Um, from, from what I understand, Luke is probably the most chronological because of his approach to it. John is perhaps the least chronological. After all, he put the cleansing of the temple at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, uh, assuming that it's, it, he's telling the same event, as opposed to the end of Jesus' ministry. Um, so uh, it is difficult at times to, to line up exactly what order things happen and when precisely things happen. So when it comes to Wednesday of Holy Week, there are some chronologies that will say that, that we don't have anything recorded that Jesus did. There are some who say that, that we do have a few things that Jesus did. Um, and so I, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm not interested enough in that, those specifics to, to trace out my own personal Sunday to Sunday uh, map. Um, maybe that's, that's a fault with me. Uh, however, uh, what I've been doing is um, I have a harmony of the four Gospels book uh, um, that may be something you're interested in, where, where it lines all the Gospels up and order and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so I'm following their, their trajectory. And they do suggest we have a few things happening on Wednesday. Um, and so just know there's disagreement with that, but I'm going to follow uh, their lead. So I want to look at two passages, um, and we're going to go back and forth between them. It's Mark chapter 14 and John chapter 12. Mark 14 begins, It was now two days before the Passover uh, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to arrest him by stealth and kill him. For they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar from the people. Now here we, we have um, a lot being set up here. The, the, the narrative of Jesus has been um, clearly, it, it's been oppositional. Uh, Jesus cleansing the temple. We, we didn't look at this yesterday, but, but a lot of the religious elites were questioning Jesus' authority. Uh, we actually look at that Friday evening um, in, in our Good, Good Friday service. Uh, and then you also get in Monday and Tuesday uh, people asking Jesus all these hard questions, try to trick him up. Right? And so uh, there's been a lot of opposition, but now it's, it's reached a boiling point where the religious elites are looking to execute Jesus. However, you know what the detail Mark gives us there in Mark 14 too, that they don't want to do it during the Passover because the city is, is, is practically doubling in, in population, so much so they have to extend the borders of Jerusalem so that people can be outside the walls but legally in Jerusalem because you have to come to Jerusalem for the Passover, and so sort of a way around that uh, law. But, um, and that's the ironic part, is their timetable wasn't God's timetable, and guess whose timetable was followed? Right? In the four Gospels, we need Jesus uh, dying during the Passover because he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of, uh, sins of the wicked. And so, so we, we have that set up, that they're wanting to kill Jesus, and then if we skip over to John 12, Matthew, Mark, and John, um, I don't know if Luke includes this, but I know Matthew, Mark, and John include this narrative, and that is the washing of Jesus' feet. Now, there's some dis disagreement over the timing, um, but uh, it's likely it's happening right here, um, because you see there John saying six days before the Passover. This obviously isn't six days before, but 
for, for sake of argument, uh, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one uh, of those reclining with him at the table. So you'll notice the context in John's telling of the stories. He's, he's putting these stories together on purpose. So you get the raising of Lazarus in John chapter 11. And by chapter 12, Jesus is uh, reclining with Lazarus here. He, he is boarding with him. Uh, they, they, they've taken him in, and rightly so. I mean, it's, it's the least they can do for, you know, someone bringing him back from, from the dead. Um, but, but what is happening here uh, is, is, is a lot more than them celebrating that Lazarus has come back to, to life. Jesus likely had spent a lot of time with Lazarus and his family uh, and spent a lot of time over at that house in Bethany. Verse 3, notice, Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance of, of, of the perfume. Now, um, perhaps you've looked at this passage before. Maybe we looked at it in our uh, devotions when we went through John last year. Um, but this uh, expensive perfume is about a year's wage. So whatever it is you make uh, with, within a year, imagine... You know, not eating, not paying rent, no student loans. You know, some of that may may sound enticing, but all of that money you save just to buy this one thing. Um, these things would usually go to anoint bodies uh, who were dead. I suspect this was be this was supposed to be used on Lazarus. This is my theory. Could be wrong. The text doesn't tell us. Uh, but being that Lazarus was alive, Mary now anoints. Jesus and Jesus takes this this act of worship as 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 also an act of preparation right so 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 we get this this beautiful scene of anointing uh, Jesus being the, the Messiah the word Messiah means the anointed one um, and then we get here verse 4 Judas Iscariot one of his disciples he who was to betray him spoiler alert said why was this anoint ointment uh, not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor. And 300 denarii is about a year's wage. Uh, if, if denarii is a day's wage, 300, right, you got to take off weekends and stuff, it's, it's, it's about a, a, a year's wage. Uh, he said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. So we see where John stands here, didn't we? And John's quite harsh with Judas. All all the Gospels writers are, but John seems to be particularly harsh uh, with with Judas, and, and rightly so. And so Judas, on one hand, wants to sound pious, but inwardly he is quite corrupt. Who does that sound like? Sounds like the, the religious elites outwardly uh, look pious. They're like that fig tree we saw uh, Monday. Uh, from a distance, everything looks good, but as you get close, you realize there's real darkness here. And that embodies Judas. Notice Jesus' statement here, verse 7. Leave her alone so that she may keep it for, for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. Now notice Jesus says a couple things here. First of all, do not condemn one who is doing right. Uh, she is an, This is an act of worship and care and, 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 and anointing. And what she is doing is good and right. Leave her alone. Secondly, Jesus says that if the issue is poverty, selling this for 300 denarii does not eradicate poverty. You're always going to have the poor with you. And you're always going to be obligated to serve the poor. 
lot of people miss that with Jesus. What they want to do is, is take Jesus' hand. See, you shouldn't care about the poor, or that Jesus didn't care about the poor. And then you got other people who say, yeah, Jesus did care about the poor. And, and the problem with all these debates is we see Jesus through Western eyes. We see Jesus too often with woke eyes, and that we want Jesus to be a humanitarian uh, wokester. It's not who he is. In fact, Jesus said very little about social justice. Even whenever we see issues of poverty and the poor and the sick and the dying, it's all in the context of the gospel. Now, I do believe in serving and helping the poor and the needy and the hurting, of course. Uh, that's consistent with Christian thought throughout all of its history. It's why we have hospitals named Baptist and Methodist and Catholic and Saint this and Saint that. It's, it's why we have adoption ministries and orphanages uh, ministries and, and everything else. Because Christians have always believed in this. However, we make the mistake when, when justice becomes our primary uh, issue. What Jesus is concerned more about is not justice, but justification. You get justification right, then you can be better armed to deal with issues of justice. Because you notice there, he says, you're always going to have the poor with you, but you're not always going to have me. And, and this moment is a critical moment. In, in the, uh, in the uh, life of the disciples. Um, and, and Judas here doesn't really care about the poor. He cares about himself. Well, then let's get back down to, to Mark after this scene. Again, Mark has the same scene. Uh, John expands it, particularly with context of Lazarus. Verse 10 of Mark 12. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. When they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. Now you see the, 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 the contrast there, right? If he, if he can't make 300 denarii from selling this expensive perfume, um, maybe he can make um, a significantly less, less by betraying the one um, who he, he claims to serve. And so he sought an opportunity to, to betray him. And it's amazing what the love of money will do to, to the soul. It will just corrode and corrupt to the point we become like Judas. Well, uh, that is likely what happened on Wednesday, unless you, you buy that we don't have anything on Wednesday. It's a matter of debate. Lord willing, tomorrow uh, we'll look at what happens on Thursday, and things really begin to pick up um, with starting on Thursday and, of course, climaxing in Friday. Hope to see you tomorrow.